Today, Sarah, the perceptive trader, joins me for this very important discussion. And I also want to welcome everybody that's watching on Twitter now. We just started streaming on Twitter. Uh, hopefully, this went out to uh, my Twitter and Sarah's Twitter. Uh, and hopefully, we could be able to see you guys and interact with you throughout the conversation. So, this is the first time I'm streaming uh, Futures Radio Show live on Twitter. Also, of course, on YouTube. Today's podcast is sponsored by TradeStation and FTSE Russell. Currently, TradeStation is running a promo just for the Futures Radio Show audience. If you're a new user to, uh, to TradeStation, you're going to get 50% off your brokerage fees for the lifetime of their account using the promo code FUTRA. FZT that's down below uh, in the chat area. You just have to go to tradestation.com slash Anthony to learn more. Did you know that with an 81% share and 1.6 trillion in institutional assets benchmarked, the Russell 2000 is the top choice by far among institutional investors. CME Group has selected the Russell 2000 index for new event-based contracts uh, launched on September 19. Some of you may have heard me talk about some of these event-based contracts uh, in, in the past. And these are daily options on futures contracts, which offer short-term trading opportunities for investors seeking to take a position on the Russell 2000 futures daily price moves. For more information, go to FTSE Russell. Dot com. So let me bring in Sarah now. Sarah, great to meet you. Uh, hopefully this went live on Twitter. Did you see a tweet go out? I'm hoping that we're live on Twitter. Yeah, I hope so. Hello, Anthony. And thank you How so you much. How are you doing? Yeah, you know, I, I've been a fan of yours for a long time, so it's great to have you here. I'm actually checking to see. Yeah, we are. We're on Twitter. So good. Um, I've been a fan yeah. of yours for a long time. You know, one of the things that you really focus on is trading psychology, which I think really as of the last few years wasn't talked about really a lot. I mean, maybe a little bit longer than I know people like myself, maybe Tom Canfield and several others that really go out there and talk about this. But but for traders, it's not something that is really talked about, I think, too much. And I'm curious, you know, obviously I could tell you're you're you know a little younger than you're younger than me, and and you've actually been on top of this really early on in your career. Why? Is trading psychology such an important part of, of trading? I mean, trading psychology, I, I used to say that we have a lot of edges, right? We have the technical edge. We have risk management is a big part and it, it, for itself, it's as well a big edge. Uh, but when it comes to the mental edge, if you don't have the mental edge on top of those, you can't work them out. So... Trading psychology is not only about, oh, I have to be disciplined, I have to be patient. And unfortunately, this is what most of the people, I think, they they still have this idea, which is wrong. Uh, and I, I had it too, don't get me wrong. But as I got uh, deep and deep in the topic and research and everything, because it's one of my passions, I understood that it's not only about discipline and I need to be patient. Um, so I think more and more awareness are coming to the importance of trading psychology. But um, traders have a lack of knowledge more when it comes to the how, how to apply these importance in their trading. I think it's more to that side. They know um, it, it has importance, but when it comes to making the routines around, well, the process, making the routines around this importance, is, it's quite more difficult for them, I believe. Yeah. And, you know, obviously today, because it's such a busy day, so thank you to anybody who's tuning in. I know how wild these markets have been. Just a crazy CPI morning, you know. Um, I was trading it a little bit. And um, 
you know, one thing that I think is such an important part of when you get into an important number like a CPI, obviously it has a lot of relevance to the market right now because the way the market's moving uh, and everything to do with the Fed. And I know you and I are not macro people. That's not what we're here to talk about. But coming into a CPI number, what do you believe is, I don't want to say the right trading psychology, but what do you do psychologically to get yourself prepared for a big number like this? Well, I think that has um, as well to do a little bit more, more about the strategy part, the technical part. Um, for my strategy, for myself, uh, as I told you, I don't care so much about the content of the new, but the time of the new release. So that's very important. And yeah, if you um, know that that important um, a new going to come out, uh, it's obviously very important to have the psychology on check. I mean, you have to know how to handle such a big, such a big or such such a, a number. And when it comes to the news, I always, I always say to the traders, um, try to not trade on on the news itself. Um, maybe a little bit before or after, but not in, in the news itself. It you don't know where the market might have, and and yeah, I think it's it's important to this distinction. Yeah, I think that one of the things is when you get ready for a number like today, like this morning, I put a tweet out and I said, and we'll see what you think about this. I said, it's not about your levels. Your levels don't matter. It's the reaction to your levels. And a lot yes, of people sir, will see, right? The people will start to see the market move based upon cpi right but cpi right after the number moves it's like the market's already looking forward so you have to look at i don't look at the numbers as an important my levels as an important uh level i look at it as does the market think it's important especially when we have this kind of volatility so psychologically i'm wrapping my head around listen anthony just because you have a level there that doesn't mean it's going to work wait to see how it reacts exactly that's that's a very important part and Thinking in terms of what other market participants might do towards this new, it's also a big edge in itself for us. We always have to be thinking what will this represent in the mind of the other participants um, and play as well a little bit long, along with that. Um, now, yeah, for my, well, for me, I was looking for, for buys on today on GU and on EU. Um, and actually, EU, well, for shorts on EU. Uh, Euro USD for the ones who are not familiar with, and the market quickly went back up. It was incredible, and yeah, it stopped me out. It's normal on GU, um, keeping those longs. But yeah, it's about it's a decision. I think if you want to trade on the news, there's always risk involved um, on the news itself. Um, it's a decision of each trader. Yeah, actually, I want to pull up a poll here that we did the other day, and I think this is kind of a fun time just to talk about this because this is something I think that I put this poll on Twitter uh, late last night, and as I was sitting back, and I'm like, I just wonder how many people even think um, of this, and when we pull this up right here. Oh, yeah. So the poll last night I put in was, do you think that trading psychology helps your trading? 85% of the people do, 15% don't. 
And that 15% probably is just at a phase in their career or they're um, where they don't really, they haven't gotten to the point of believing that yet. And, or uh, they're maybe just systematic, you know, because I think that it's not necessarily trading psychology does not matter if you're a systematic trader writing, you're just following a system or if you're like an algorithm or something, you know, that, you know, you created your own algo that of course that doesn't matter. But I thought that that was, that was pretty interesting coming from my audience that, you know, 85% of the people um, believe that. Um, but I think that probably 85% of that 85% probably don't do much to get better or to use it, um, do something to, to get better at it. Yeah. Now, what do you, what are some of the things that you've learned that you, you have to put into place that actually help you as a trader, um, get better because of trading psychology? Yeah, that's a good question. So first years that I started, I was focusing myself on strategy. It's nothing new. All the traders, all the beginners, I think they do this. Focusing too much on technical analysis, covering it all, you know, so everything gets more predictable and more certain. And so I was giving a lot of focus to the technical part. Uh, and it's normal that beginners have this, uh, this belief. Now, with the ears, is that I started to understand that the psychology it's the most important part and it is it is a business but most of all it's a performance skill it's something that is not stuck and i think this is the the point that a lot of traders miss which is they think this is something uh that it's not achieved like very unachievable but it's about about practice and not only practice practice data collection uh analysis of this data and then the improvements and adjustments according to the analysis of the data. So it's like a circle that goes around and it's uh, it never ends. And then based on this preparation, on these improvements, we want to start a new practice. And this needs to happen, I think, every day. And for this, I think it's very, it's very hard to take feedback out of trading, right? So we have to have a way, uh, a process in place to to suck this feedback out of trading, right? And one of the ways is journaling every day, and not only about the technical part, but the, the performance part, psychology part and everything. And then at the end of the day, maybe coming back to your uh, to what you did, uh, to, your, to your trades, and taking even more feedback out of those trades and out of your performance. And it's all about having this feedback. We need to feel in control and the way we, we have to feel in control, it's not by controlling the results of the, or, or the market. No, we have to get new ways. And these new ways is taking this feedback we need uh, from our performance. And with that, we can improve day after day. Uh, we don't need to go from one to 100, but maybe from one to two every single day. And so when we gather this feedback and we journal and we analyze it every single day, um, or every single week even, you're going to have a parabolic uh, improvement of performance uh, versus the trader that only practices, only trades live. Um, he shows up every day, but he's not really collecting data. He's not really analyzing it or preparing nothing according to that. So it's a big difference. And yeah, this is something I, I think that it needs to be acknowledged by all the traders is a performance skill and then other practices as you were asking me about um 
having a better performance, right? I believe that you must reach the zone, right? Trading in the zone. You must be able to reach, uh, to reach the zone as fast as you can. And this is reached, I believe, easier with your pre-trading routine and with the things you do as well outside of trading. So it's not only about the trading session itself. Um, it's about your whole life. We can't separate really our brain into two and say to ourselves, okay, this is our daily life and this is trading and I'm a person in my daily life, but an hour after trading and I have to change it all. No, we have to um, acknowledge that it's all one and that if we improve our daily lives, if we, for example, find mindfulness in our daily lives, it gets easier to transpose those habits to our trading much easier. So, and it gets, if, if you practice mindfulness, um, it, it gets easier to reach the zone for you. And it is, this is very important. Yeah, I agree with you. The zone aspect is so important because you could have the best strategy in the world, but if you're in a bad mental place, you're not going to execute it very well. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm probably the perfect example of that in my life. I mean, there's times where my strategy has been perfect and I look at it and I'm like, I'm losing money. I'm just trading terrible. I think most people can relate to that, right? I mean, there are just times where that is just, that is just the case. But how do people get to the point of actually implementing trading psychology into their trading? Because I think that when you first get into trading, obviously the first thing you have to do is you have to kind of figure out what market you're trading, what style you have to develop some skills, right? Because otherwise, if you're journaling at that point, you kind of just don't even know who you are as a trader yet. So I guess the question I would ask you is if you were to just timeline it for a trader that's just coming into the business or is in, in the business right now who doesn't know how to implement trading psychology, what are the steps to the point where you actually get to where it actually starts having that impact? Yeah, that, that's a very interesting que question. And uh, for the traders I coach, uh, we always start with the detective work, which is collecting data about your performance flaws or emotional flaws, like your thoughts, your emotions while trading before, during, and while you're trading um, on each trade, uh, collecting as much feedback and data as you can. And then when we have that in place, we really want to understand what's behind those performance flaws. So I'm a big apologist, and I think this is really the only way to work with effectively with the problem is you need to understand the cause. And so that's the starting point of all. And it's interesting because the cause always comes from the past. And so subconscious barriers that we have from our childhood, childhood from our teenage years, it comes from there. And it's we arrive to trading and everything gets revealed and it's insane. And we think, oh, this is because, because of trading. I have this bad performance because of trading, but it really isn't. It's just revealing it in a, like crystal water. Um, and so the first step is really collecting this data, understanding from where the problem comes, and from there on, developing side by side with the performance skill, the uh, developing a plan of action to release this pain of the past, maybe, um, and fine tune between 
these subconscious barriers or this past in your trading uh, because sometimes it's, it's difficult to solve uh, to solve this uh, this subconscious barriers and it's possible for example to be um, profitable for a long time uh, without solving them but it's only it gets you only so far for a long time quote unquote so it's very important to aim to solve these subconscious barriers not trying to be perfect like okay i'm gonna solve it from from today and tomorrow i'm, I'm gonna already be having a, a great performance but solving it step by step and there's a method for each trader really i believe because we all make the same mistakes but in fact, we are different people. So those mistakes come from different reasons, from different causes, different pasts. And it's really trying to understand this behind the scenes to then adjust a solution for for each trader. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an individual situation. And I think that I, I still go back to, I, I want to kind of just timeline this out to everybody because I think this is an important aspect of how it actually gets in and does it. If you were to say the first step, new trader today or a trader that's just beginning their career has already been trading a little bit, what is the first thing that they have to do um, to get to get really in control of their trading? Is it is it the strategy? Is it the trading psychology? What is the first thing that, that they have to do? Well, I, I believe that the first thing is really strategy building and you don't need to build from scratch your own strategy. You can simply um, find your mentor, uh, get his own strategy or own, or own strategy. But then the real process becomes adapting this strategy to yourself. And this is where psychology comes in. So many traders think, OK, <clears throat> I'm going to buy this course and I'm going to have the strategy. That's all I need. But the adaptation part to your own person your personality and becoming confident with the strategy it's it's a very long process and so here's the trap that traders don't see they jump around from strategy to strategy but it, the key is really in the adaptation process to their own person as, as traders um <clears throat> so yeah i forgot the question is the first thing the first step so it's strategy building right so uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's important yeah, so they pick the strategy first that they want. And like you said, it's not important to have the perfect strategy. I, I think that this is also a misconception, right? Because I can tell you that there are certain strategies that may have a better win rate than I have in, on my strategy, but that, that strategy just may not work for me because visually it just doesn't work for me, right? Some things just don't work for me as, as the way I look at the market. That's the thing, yeah. Right, it's so important. So I think the first part of that is like, okay, look at the market, Pick a you know pick a market you like. I mean, like market. What markets you're you're trading a lot of forex, right? Like, why do you yeah, trading forex? Market. So why why do you trade forex? Why why is that? Well, uh, I must say that I trade forex because basically I knew people and I had uh, friends that would trade that, and I saw them like making money and stuff. So this was the first impression I have of the markets, financial markets. But I've been in other markets like options, stocks. But I always add these, these uh, little, uh, I wanted the Forex market. And uh, then my mentor was 
for the Forex market. I chose it. So it all started to grow uh, since my first mentor. Yes. Got it. So you were introduced to it. And when you first were introduced to it, when you looked at the Forex market, let's take the money part out of it. Did it resonate with you? Did you look at those markets and say like, oh, I understand all of these different markets? You know what fascinated me was the behind the scenes once again. And I would look at patterns and certain types of analyzing the market, technical analysis. And it would always intrigue me like, okay, I have my strategy, but other trader has their own strategy. And I was always looking for the right thing. Until I came to the to the realization that there is no right thing. There is numbers. There are numbers that work. My strategy might have a low win rate, but if it has a high risk to risk to reward, if it, if the numbers, if the statistics, if they work, well, then we have an edge. And for other traders, it might be different. Their numbers just need to work, and there is no right or wrong strategy. And this is as well. I mean. A lot, a big misconception in the trading world is looking for the best way of analyzing and it's supply and demand and it's support and resistance. It doesn't matter. Uh, mm-hmm. As long as it works for you, nobody can judge your strategy. Just the only the only judger of your strategy is, is your trading journal. And you are the only person who knows about it. So if it works for you, and if it fits your personality, that's also a very important aspect. Because, for example, I was a, I wanted to be a swing trader because precisely my friends were, and I, I thought this is the way to go. And I wanted to hold positions for like days, weeks, maybe months. But I, I spent, I wasted my time on this. And I don't like to use the word wasting because it kind of everything leads to one point. Um, but I wasted basically one one year. Of, of my trading, trying to make swing trading work. And it didn't because I had this anxiety and this impatience. And I would tell to myself, I need to be more patient. I need this. I need that. It's me who is wrong. But when I started to implement the strategy that I have two-day trading, then I started to feel more comfortable. And I mean, everything just made sense for me. So it's so important that you know the person you are. Like, for example, if you are an energetic person, if you are a fast decision maker, maybe it doesn't make sense for you to hold positions during weeks and months. Maybe you're more like a scalper type. Now, if you are a very patient, a very, uh, you, you you stick with your decisions for too long, maybe you're the type of person who's gonna, want to hold positions for for that long now we we gotta know ourselves and i think that really only happens for some people when they get into trading they they start to find and discover so many things and yeah it's overwhelming and we you know we need to test it out we need to adjust i mean you just need to to find what's best for you and sometimes that's not the first thing we do that's not with the first market that's not with the first strategy with the first trading style, it takes a lot of trial and error. And we have to be also open for that in the beginning. Because once we got it all figured it out uh, um, strategy side, then it's performance, performance and and mind. 
So you figure out your strategy, you, you start to figure out who you are, then you get to the point, I think, of obviously where you could do some serious journaling where it actually does help you. Because I think one of the things about journaling is just like with everything else in trading, it doesn't, it, it, there's no exact right way to do it. I personally don't believe no. that. Like I'm somebody who uses pen and paper, you know, so when I look at things, I write things down, I go back and look at stuff. And that's just how I remember things. That's how I get better at things is purely by writing something down in a note. It's not that I have to go back and review it, but the fact that I actually took the time to write something down at this phase, phase of my career, it actually helps me just be like, listen, you know that's important not to do or to do. So it almost just resonates and I, I, it becomes a part of an instinct of for me the next time around. What do you think is the best way somebody goes about journaling? Journaling. Um, trading, yeah. I mean, I think the basis must be there. We need to collect data. We need to do it. But the process through which we do it, it's really up to each one of us. So for example, for me and you, because I resonate with you, um, I like to pen and paper, simple. And a lot of the things that I write about the markets, my trading, myself, are in a notebook. Now, other journals that I have, uh, I'm not saying that I don't do them digitally. Like, of course, I have other journals digi digitally. But when it comes to um, free thinking and really releasing like my thoughts, the thing that helps me the most with creative thinking and thinking uh, and writing my emotions and thoughts, it's manually with pen and paper. Now, um, let's say uh, while you are you are trading. We need to journal. Let's say, uh, like, for example, the traders I work with, uh, they have to um, fill out the before, during, and after and uh, while they trade, uh, of each trade. And for some, if they are scalpers, maybe it's not suitable for them to, to take time to write down. Maybe they might want to just do an audio voice or recording their, their session and speaking out loud what they are feeling. And so this way, they have it recorded. They can go after, watch it afterward. They can make uh, make their notes, and they can realize a lot about how they react. It's a very interesting exercise to do. And if you record also your face and the chart, and you see your reactions, what you do, seeing it afterward in a different emotional context, it's complete. It's very interesting, and you're gonna realize of a lot. Uh, yeah, and for other traders, they are more analytical. They like to keep everything digital. And yeah, I have uh, it has to do as well with if you're more right-brained uh, or left-brained. I'm more right-brained, so I really like to keep these long texts. And I, when I start writing, if I need to like put it out, uh, I'm going to write a lot. For other traders, it's really just one word. really depends. It's about the process. The data collection must be there. Yeah, exactly right. It is just about that. And like, like you said, right brain, left brain. How are you looking at uh, the market? Where, where do you need to work on? So for me, as is a trader who's done a lot of journaling, journaling over the years, initially it was all stats, right? I was just like, okay, what's my performance? Then I got to the point where, okay, I'm understanding my performance enough to where I don't need any more stats on my strategy because it was really more about how are you trading versus your strategy, right? Because I think when you're pulling stats, I think this is important to know that you're pulling stats because you want to see how you are executing your strategy versus what your strategy's performance should be, right? Because some strategies 
you know, if you look at, if when you go back and look at them and you're like, well, I should have done this or I should have done that. My performance could be, get better. And then you start to compare that. Are you a better executor of your strategy? And once you really get to know it, then you stretch it out and you start saying, okay, why am I making these bad decisions at these times? Why am I doing this? Why did I get full size here? Does that really make sense? You know, for me, that was a common occurrence. I kept going in full size all the time, right? Because you're trying to make as much money as you can. It's just one of those things. Um, I think that's where psychology starts to come in and help people because you start to realize you're going, okay, before you click that button, you have something that you've put the time in and the work to, to decide if you should really be doing what you're about to do. You make the cur you make the correction before you click. I, and I think that is that is why journaling and trading psychology is so important. Yeah. Because you're making yeah. that decision in the moment now. You're not the person who said, well, you know what? I'll go back and fix it later. Because that, that's not how trading works. If you do that, eventually you're going to be out of money. Yeah. And the thing is, the writing process, what's so special about it is, uh, in opposition to the stats only, uh, is that you're not only writing. Uh, you're not... That information that you're writing, and I, I made a tweet the other day that was, what you write, like the content you write, it, it doesn't even need to be useful. Like, oh, let me see what I got here. Uh, what were my thoughts and emotions? But the, the process itself of writing makes you like alleviate and do a very important thing, which is put a distance between you and your thoughts and your emotions. And when you put a distance and you acknowledge that there's a space between you and your emotions, you no longer identify with them. And when you don't identify with them, you think, okay, this is transitory. This is happening to me right now, but this is not who I am. I can change it. And tomorrow I wake up in a good mood and it's all fine. Now, the key here is using this space between yourself and the emotions. Um, but recognizing this space, this space is, is the first thing uh, because we are not, we, we cannot be our emotions. Yeah, this is, this is not true, but it's difficult to put this in practice. It's very difficult because at the moment when you are angry, you see yourself as, a, as an angry person and you can't put this space. You can't um, control yourself. And here comes a very important thing, which is body regulation. It's the first thing I think traders must do when they experience these hard emotions. It's regulating their body. The breathing... Well, the breathing, if you can control your breathing, you can control your heartbeat, you can control the visceral response, uh, if that makes sense, in, that's going on inside your body. And when you do that, you're, you're controlling one part of the emotion, one element of the emotion. So when emotion has a lot of elements, one of them is your visceral response that signals your brain that something is happening and triggers that emotion. Now, if you take that away from, from the emotion, it's difficult for emotion to survive. It's like you're taking the fool away. So this is really, I think, the first, the very first thing that traders must do, even before writing. Because if you're going to write and uh, you are like full of anger and frustration, it's, you can't connect so much, so, so much with your thoughts. It gets difficult to connect with your thoughts and emotions. But when you regulate your body and then you go right, there you have an accurate, um, an accurate uh, writing of, of what happened and, 
and you can really easily access your your mind awareness basically so these yeah. these two together the breathing uh, now there's a lot of breathing techniques the breathing and the writing it's a it's a great combination Jingle sent me a message saying I'm watching my NASDAQ positions. I have no positions on in this market today at all. Uh, I <laughs> I did earlier, got beat up this morning. And I gave a little, uh, got some of it back and I kind of just hopped off. It was it was not the easiest trade this morning. I know a lot of people I know that uh, did really well. But what we're going to do is we're actually going to go to Twitter now. And you put this tweet out the other day. And I thought this was this was really good. And this is something I wanted to discuss. And you, you know, you put this tweet out. You said the only thing that you can predict in the market is your behavior. If you can't, then you lose the biggest edge of them all. Explain that. Yeah, I mean, an edge for itself is already recognizing that the only thing you can control in this market is yourself. If you think you can predict something more than that then you need to come back to the root. You need to come back to the to the basics uh, because you have to take into consideration, everybody needs, right? The premise that the market is unpredictable. It only gets, and I like to, to use the word predictable, but it only gets more um, certain in a very, very uh, big number of trades with using the same strategy again and again. But what the market will do next, we can never predict it. We can, it's always uncertain. And when we focus, when we direct our focus from trying to control the market and predict it to, okay, I am the only thing that I can control. I only can control myself. As long as I play my strategy um, and I do, I perform well, I'm in peace. And if you can't do this, then you lose the only power you have, which is the power to control yourself, to manage your emotions, not to control them, but to manage them. Um, this is really the only power we have as human beings for everything. Um, but we, we, we want to predict stuff. We want to feel certain. Otherwise, we're going to feel fear. And everybody thinks that fear, well, fear is not a good emotion. It doesn't feel good. Uh, so when we feel fear, the defense mechanism is, is to, our brain is like working hard to try to find the certainty, to, to, to give us the answer. And the answer is really not removing fear from trading, because that never happens. Uh, it's just giving it, giving more importance to your performance, to what you can control, than what you cannot control. Because, yeah, I mean, fear, it's something that can be reduced, but it's going to be there. You're going to be there in certain things, certain um, situations of the market going to trigger, even with the highest successful traders. But it's about how you manage it. How you, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I'm actually going to, you know, talk a little bit about what I think is for me, why I think fear is actually one of my, one of the most important tools I have as a trader. We're going to take a 20 second break. We'll be right back. Choices in your futures trading. Explore TradeStation's advanced trading platform. Equipped with customizable tools, charting features, hundreds of futures products, and more. Plus, get 50% off brokerage fees when you open a new account. TradeStation. 
So I, I quickly mentioned right before we took that quick break, and obviously I want to remember uh, remind everybody, Trade Station's given all of our audience 50% off if you're a new user to the account. The link, the, the link is in the chat. Click on that down below to learn more. You just go to tradestation.com slash Anthony uh, to get 50% off your brokerage fees. And you know, for future traders, that's a big thing. So definitely check that out. But you know, why has fear been such a big part of my trading is because I had so many failures at the beginning that that fear of going back to where I was when I was losing, the way I felt as a person, right? The pain I felt in my body, right? Just the disappointment in myself, the fear of going back to that point is was such a motivator for me because like you said, you never want to get rid of it because I hold that close to me. That is the reason why I don't make as many bad decisions now as I did then, because in the heat of the moments, like I will even go back to today, you know, this morning, I see some people that I follow and I know they're, you know, opening range, they're long. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm looking at my chart and everything is telling me just really to be short and um, took some shorts, got clipped. You know, stop fading it as much. All of a sudden, saw the day was just changing, and I, and the old me, would have probably just really tried to really press shorts when I had some on that went my way just a little bit. Uh, uh, initially, I would have just gotten creamed. And but that, that I go back to like the fear of just blowing this day, <laughs> right? Of just going against something like that is what kept me from doing that. I mean, do you think that fear plays a role like that with people? Well, I think that's a healthy fear. Yeah, and it's a healthy fear because it reminds you, uh, it gives you a picture of what you were um, in the past, and you don't want to come back to it. So you think for yourself, I need to perform well. Well, you know that it's only by performing well that you're gonna get there. You already arrived to that uh, realization, so you know that <clears throat> if you don't, you might come back to what happened in the past, <clears throat> or to your to to your the person you were in the past, and you fear that so much that the importance uh, suddenly the fear that you feel in the market is nothing compared to the fear you feel of, of going back <clears throat> right i don't know if this makes sense but <clears throat> sorry but yeah the fear still there uh, it, it, keep, it keeps you alert and it keeps you conscious that i don't want to i don't want to go back and i have the same because i you know i i all i worked in a nine to five and it's there's nothing wrong to be a nine to five but i hated my job like i truly passionately hated my job and i'm grateful for this hate because it, this is what fed my um, my my trading career really i passed from having the plan b which was trading it passed to the plan a because i don't want to be i don't want to be in here for the rest of my life I want to have control of my time, and of my time, and I don't want to. I don't want to be stuck in this in this environment. I mean, it was just a really toxic environment for me. So it really fed my will to move things forward. Uh, so this type of fear of going back to where we were, uh, it's important. It's very important because it keeps us. It, it reminds us that okay, what we have right now is valuable. We got to this point. Now we have to move forward. Even if we, if we fear to lose, if we fear to make mistakes in this market, nothing is compared to the pain 
that I experienced in the past. Yeah, I'm actually going to show the chat here a little bit. It's kind of a new feature that we have. I'm going to see if I can figure out how to do that. I think we could pull it right. Does it show it? That's not showing it yet, but it should be. Um, we'll figure that out. I thought that was a cool feature because we got a lot of people commenting on it. And a couple of things I will talk about is people are talking about, you know, the the approach to well, actually, let me let me just step back before I get to the questions, because I will take your questions on here. I want to go back to hate because I didn't want to get away from that. Because I actually thought it was something that you said was really important. How I use fear and how you used hate. People look at those things and say, you want to remove those types of emotions from your trading. And I understand that, you know, that that does make sense. But those are the types of things that helps you become successful in trading. Right. Some of those things you have to have in your body that that happen in your life something happens you with your job you hated it and you wanted to do this so that 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 emotion is still part of you when you're trading that never goes away because you don't want to go back to that so it's not necessarily that you're carrying hate and i think this is important i think for you maybe to discuss this because that's kind of what i think some of the people were, were talking about in chat is you know how do you have those feelings actually work as a positive for you that, that's that's a very good question again because this can have really two sides. You can use this hate, fear, pain to fuel your good performance, but you can also use this to fuel your bad performance because it's contradictory. Contradictory. When we arrive to trading, we have to make a ton of things uh, to perform well that we are not used to in our past lives and in other skills. We can't. We can't, for example, trade hard uh, in an attempt to work hard. This is just one of them. And if you don't have a clear picture of I need time and one trade, or the result of one trade means nothing and I can't control the market. If you don't have this established in the back of your mind, you're going to try to rush and to overtrade and to do all these mistakes that, you know, just to quickly arrive uh, to or quickly get out of the situation you are like run distance yourself the, the more you can from it and so this really has two sides and maybe for the beginner trying to um, get out of his nine to five job this is gonna be a bad fool uh, because he wants to overtrade just to get out of the job and all fitting all these bad habits but with experience you realize that it's not really that way and you start to see this fear and this hate as a healthier way. Uh, like I need to perform well, but at the same time, it takes time. And uh, yeah, there, there's really these two sides. And now for the, for the bad side, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a big, big conversation. Yeah. Two things I want to end on today's conversation with is one of them is health, right? I think that we're talking about mental health here. I think this is also something that has become obviously much more popular um, over the past several years. I would say when I was growing up, nobody really even talked about mental health. I mean, very few people did, right? Especially traders. You know, I came from the pit, so there was almost nobody <laughs> in there talking about mental health, um, physical health for that matter either. Uh, it was a totally different time. But now it is an important part of, of being a trader who has sustained success because I don't believe that you can sustain success as a trader without good 
mental health and physical health. This goes for everything, right? But I think yeah. treating really, really, this is so important to have both because subconsciously, if you're worried about your health, or if you're worried about um, your physical or mental health, it is just going to distract you. And, and like you said before, those subconscious things that you have from your childhood or whatever, they come in front and center when you're trading. And it's just very difficult to do. So how much, I guess I would, I would, I want to leave everybody with like actionable things to do. We talked about journaling and some of the things I think a lot of people know, and, and we understand that, but what are some things that you do in your daily life actually that help you just with your overall mental and physical health? Well, there's one specific thing that, um, well, fortunately, I don't have any uh, health problems uh, so far. But one thing that really helped me with my mental health is, as much as you want to avoid it, is meditation. Is meditation. And I um, started meditating and it was nothing for me. I mean, I don't see a big change, but I, I started to understand that the change is not immediate. And the change happens in the background. Like in some situations that you get triggered and that you used to have an anger response or, or frustration, you're going to start to notice that this distance that we were talking about between yourself and emotions, it's easier to put this, dis this distance. It's easier to see emotions from far away. And this is mindfulness. And I mean, there is a lot of ways to achieve this mindfulness in life. Uh, I used to say that it's not only through meditation. You can meditate doing everything you, you, ha you have to do. You can be reading an article, reading a book, and you can be mindful. Um, you can in the zone. You can be washing your dishes at home. You are mindful just by noticing the present moment, being uh, present in the moment, and attention, uh, paying attention to the details of the task itself. This is a trick. And so if you guys, for example, want to meditate, uh, a very good technique, uh, it's focusing on things that are happening in the present. For example, your breathing, uh, your body. Um, so this is something that truly, really helped me. And it's funny because every time I try to distance from this routine, which is my uh, meditation, I notice that slowly my bad habits and my bad responses emotional responses start to happen again start to appear in my life and in my trading like i get angry faster um and i can't manage my emotions so easily um so meditation is truly one of, of them uh, the other one i would say personal journal nothing related with trading just with yourself having a routine that helps you uh and i'm running a little bit away about the mental health but i think it's correlated because it's not only about um, health issues, really, but writing things down, as we were talking about, helps you release a lot of the emotional charge you have in your, in your mind, and it makes it more lighter. And when, when, you, when you do this, um, a lot of your health problems, it, it helps. A lot of your health problems... Um, that you might have, even the most serious ones, it's they get uh, they don't get solved, but it's it helps them. It helps to to be healed. So there's a clear connection between mental and physical health, and I believe that if you can keep your mind um, healthy, 
that's gonna it's gonna be easier for your physical body also in terms of like diseases and stuff yeah i mean there's definitely a direct connection to to the two of them and i think that breath is so underrated it's the easiest thing you can do it's you don't need to be physically fit to do it right you don't need to have any sort of um you don't need to be any sort of athlete or anything you could just sit there and breathe and it's amazing how much more in control you are i breathe before i come to interviews like with you and if you guys are watching this on twitter or youtube make sure you hit the like button and subscribe i want more people to hear it from sarah because she's fantastic um Thank so be you. sure to share it but i think that just breath is such an important part because for me i'm somebody who suffers from anxiety you know i'm somebody who can get amped up i get amped up real easy right i'm an intense person it may not seem like that to some people but i it's because i work that i will try to work that back you know so i don't need something to be amped up i need something to calm me down and breath works so well because like you said at this point the only thing you're thinking about if you're just thinking about your breaths even if it's five breaths ten breaths and you just take that little bit of time it's amazing how much much more, uh, more focused you are and how much more clarity you have, and that is the path. That is the path to successful trading. One hundred percent. But not all the traders like to hear this. Why? No, they don't. Because they don't like meditation. Because they get this idea that I am not a meditation person, and I am not the type of person, my personality, and this and that. They don't fit with meditation. But there's a problem with my generation, more with my generation, which is we are facing a concentration issue and we can't get too long in a one same task, like fully focused, fully in the zone because the zone is not only for trading, it's for everything you do. Right. And we only can be, can give our full potential to the task when we are, when we achieve the zone. But nowadays everything is like catching our attention. Like everything is fighting for our attention and it's all about these dopamine shots and so it's difficult for us to, really for everybody, but I think my generation now with, with these reels, TikTok and everything, it gets even harder because everything is made for you to feed this lack of concentration, not the opposite. And so when you try to go against it, it gets really hard. Oh, yeah. I can't be sitting here breathing. It's so boring. Everything is boring. No, the things are boring. Time. You're just working. You're just working on the on, on the wrong stuff. If you would have better habits, and we really would uh, want to counter this uh, natural thing of wanting this pleasure, dopamine shots, um, you would. It's a big difference. It's a big difference when you get this habit. It's a total different reality. It's amazing how people nowadays, and I'm totally admitting that this is an issue I have too, is that we have a phone addiction, right? We have an addiction of constant, you know, need to, I don't even know the exact word I'm looking for, but we just, we, we need constant action. We need something in, uh, in front of us constantly, right? It's hard to, for me, go on a walk. I'm so busy these days doing a bunch of stuff. I go on a walk with my dogs and it's like, I'm, I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, Yo, man, snap out of it. What are you doing? And it's, and I go through phases and I'm sure all of us do, but that's what breath brings us back in. You know, breath brings us back in because then you start to realize you actually look and see, you know, I think animals are huge uh, for me. I don't know. Do you have any pets or anything? I did had, but I had a dog that died at 14 years old. And then oh. since there, 
I didn't have any more pets. I want to, but it's difficult in an apartment also. So well, when you had your dog, it's like when you're with them and you look at the way that they look at life. And I, I love my dogs so much. Right. So you look at how they just enjoy life, how much joy yeah, they can find present, moment. Toy. present moment. And it's just to me, that's why I think pets are such an important thing. But I'm going to take this last question. I've got a lot of comments on there. People saying love Sarah. Actually, I should be able to show these. And there they go. OK, so now we go. Um, follow your advice on Twitter, Sarah. This is Jingle talking about my Nasdaq position. Um, a lot of different, a lot of different comments. Now I'm, like I said, Thank you, is, yeah. So what I want to go to is this question and then we'll kind of leave on this question for today. Cause I think it's actually a really good one. And I think it kind of ties everything in today with how you become better with trading psychology, right? Had two losses today and did not try to win it back. One loss, I'm fine. Two, not so much, but I want to improve that, get more at ease with losing because I will take more trades eventually. Advice from Sarah. Let me read it again. At two losses today, did not try to win it back. One loss, I'm fine too, so much. But I want to improve that, get more at ease with losing because I will take more trades eventually. Advice. Um, well, Kenna, advice for you um, is that nobody will reach perfection, not even the most successful trader. Uh, perfection is like, it doesn't exist in trading. And um, if you were able uh, to have two losses and you were able to correct this urge of trying to win it back, that is a good performance. Um, and if you're fine, if you're at peace, that is, that is a good performance. And so if you start to judge your trading through your performance uh, and not through your results, you're going to feel instant relief because when you focus on the results to judge your trading, you're really trying to control something you can't. You only can control the actions that lead you to those results. When you focus on performance instead, and okay, um, did I have a good performance today? Yes. So what about the results? Were I able to cut the loss small with my good performance? Yes. So what's wrong? There's nothing wrong. The, the result of one day, it's really a tunnel vision. Because we are trading here, for example, I don't know for how long do you trade, but if you trade for one year, that one day, it's it's only or one trade, it's it doesn't make for the statistical side. So if you had a good performance, I mean that's all that matters, I would say. Because I will take more trades even yeah, focus on the performance and really judge it and uh, make routines around the performance, judging the performance. Well, Sarah, it was, a, it was a treat to be able to get a chance to meet with you and speak with you. Um, it, like I said, I've been following you for years on Twitter. And actually, this is actually the first time you and I have ever even spoken. We we only chatted recently on Twitter. So uh, I'm not new to you. But now that I got a chance to meet you and talk to you, you know, I, you know, I, I like your stuff even more. I mean, such a you know good person. I can tell you care about people and, and obviously have helped a lot of people because uh, people were talking about you today in the chat about your book and everything like that. So tell everybody that doesn't know you where they can go to learn more about you on Twitter, um, your website, and, and go from there. Well, thank you so much, Anthony, um, first of all. And they can go to uh, theperceptivetrader.com. So that's my website. Um, they can also send me a, a message on Twitter. But if you send me a message through my website, uh, I'm more reachable there because I get an email. And yeah, that's yeah. it. 
Well, yeah, obviously everybody, if you follow her on Twitter, uh, I put her, um, um, her tw Twitter handle all obviously out on my channel. And thank you guys for the questions and the comments today. Uh, this was so much fun. I look forward to doing it again. And maybe we meet in person sometime. I need to come over to, yeah. uh, to Europe though, or if you ever come to the States, we'll hang out. Thank you, thank you so much, Anthony. Like, uh, it was really a really good chat. The really right questions. You are good at this. <laughs> so yeah, I really enjoyed it also. And yeah, looking forward for the next event. Yeah, definitely. All right, everybody. Thank you again so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you share uh, Sarah's stuff uh, on YouTube or Twitter. Like I said, the first time we're, we're actually streaming on Twitter, which is really cool. And Sarah's been such a sport because I had to cancel yesterday and come back today. I told everybody I had a bad hair day, kind of a joke. I had some internet pr problems down here in Florida. But um, once again, it was such a treat um, to meet you, Sarah. And everybody, thank you so much. I'm out. I'll see you guys next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to Futures Radio Show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. Never miss an episode. Go to anthonycrudelli.com and get on our email list for show notifications and for free content that is exclusively for subscribers. Also on anthonycrudelli.com, you will find tons of videos and education on trading futures, options, and crypto. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Opinions expressed are solely my own and my guests, and they do not express the views or opinions of my sponsors. Future's radio show is produced by Crudelli Productions.